Hey, hit. How we gonna lose with shit like this, my nigga? Yeah, do I walk through the valley of infidels, suckers, who adhere to sucker religions? Life's the Bible. We living in biblical times. Good morning, good First afternoon, chapter. good evening. Welcome to another episode of a Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Kirving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. Diddy Quarantino, a.k.a. Black Harlow, a.k.a. The tri- a Tribe Called Stress, a.k.a. NBA Youngboy. Calvin, please. <laughs> a.k.a. him over there. And on the hotline, as always, is my wonderful and gracious co-host. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Allie Nicole. AKA that bald headed badass, AKA new keys who this, AKA that suit wearing city girl, AKA you can't check me unless you checking me, AKA that little baby who's back on her bullshit. Hey, Calvin. What's going on, friend? Hey, friend. <laughs> friend. What's up How with it? Been? How you living? It's been uh, a minute. It's been a minute, but you know, before we get into that, we, we, we being rude. We, you we, know are what? Be, we are we are showing being, our ass in front of company, huh? We being rude. Um, we do have we do have a guest, com- you know, on on the line with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so without further ado, I'm allow the guest to introduce himself. You know, and then let the people know who he you are. We don't need no introduction if we being honest Man. with you. He should just play one of his drops and call it what I'm it just, is. I'm just so many people. I don't know. Uh, uh, do I have AKAs? You know, I'm I'm all y'all OGs, real cool, low key, <laughs> Mister Self Made. R. Bar Burn, Mr. Orange Soda, Obi Wan Burnobi, The Last Jedi. You know, <laughs> uh, that's, it, it's me, DJ Burn. Shout out, hey. hey man, appreciate you, Burn. Appreciate it's you, DJ Burn. It's always wonderful when like our six one four friends pull up. Like, I don't think folks understand that. Of course, Cincinnati. Of course, the home team roots for us, right? But when we have friends up north who also show love, it just adds that extra little sauce on top of it. So we always love when burning friends pull up. I appreciate the consistency. You know, a lot of people try to do a lot of things, podcast, DJ, and they're not consistent with it. And so it sounds cool. So you got to do it every week. And, you know, the real ones uh, stick on and, and the fake ones fall off. And y'all been consistent. So I appreciate it. Oh, shout out to that. Thank you. Thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll accept the flowers. I know we, we you know, in, this, in these COVID times, we've been having to pivot multiple times to try to make sure we still provided, you know, some sort of some level of content. With, you know what? With, we can't even blame COVID. Niggas was depressed. <laughs> Niggas <laughs> lost jobs, families, houses. Niggas, you know what I'm saying? Co- Listen, it ain't just COVID, y'all. Me and Calvin fell out one or two times. Like, let's keep it real for these niggas, okay? Like, we went through some shit. Listen, we're human beings. We go through some real ass shit. And when me and Calvin realized that, like, all right, we're going to take a pause and be real about it. Me and Calvin, outside of being business partners, are actual friends, right? Which is, and a lot of y'all know that about us. So when our relationship took a pivot, me and him had to take a pause. Like, hold on, my nigga. We not being who we promised that we would be to each other. And in real friendships, you can't call somebody your nigga and not go through no shit with them and not be able to make it out alive. And me and Calvin said, nigga, we going to either make it out alive or we going to part amicably. And we decided to fight for each other. And that's my brother for real. It ain't never going to be no beef between me and him. But we had to make sure we were on the same page. Because if one plus one don't equal two between me and him, nothing else does. So that's my brother. That's my nigga. And yeah. don't get it fucked up. I can talk to Calvin. You niggas can't. So watch your mouth. It was, it, it was definitely something with the, um, with the personal nature of our platform, right? Where like our friendship and, and, and some of the things that we, you know what I'm saying, we are as people and 
as far as the connection between me and you come in, like if that ain't right, the product ain't right. Exactly. It's like stepped on dope, bro. And 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 for me, I can't I can't give a product I know ain't right. Like some niggas can't. Some niggas can give you the rewrite and be okay and be Mm -hmm. and, and sleep at night, be fine, be cool. I'm not one of them niggas. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to give you the stepped on dope with a different vial and call it blue magic. Like, I'm no, I'm not going to do that to you. That ain't it. And that so, it. so, so, you know what I'm saying? Had to, as, as, as the Migo said, we just need a little bit of straightening. You know? Straightening? <laughs> straightening? Straightening? Yeah. And these straights uh, are straightening? And, you know. Skip, uh, Orange going through the same thing. COVID kind of saved us because we was, we was having some rocky times too. You know, um, and it sucks when it gets public. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the part. And I burn, I know for a fact you can relate to this. It's one thing when brothers, because Calvin's my brother, it's one thing when brothers fall out. It's another thing when brothers fall out, and now the world knows that we fell out. And parts of me and Calvin's issue did hit the world in a public way that, honestly, I think me and him both can say that we're not the most proud of. You know what I'm saying? Like, private matters should stay private matters. And for the most part, I think we handled it as graciously as we could. And thank God that only the people who know us know what the fuck we were talking about. Right. But... Sometimes that's not always the case. And when you have a public platform and when you share such a stage like we do, it, it's, it, it draws attention in a way that isn't necessarily the most positive. But we real about ours. And being real about it means that, yeah, I said this shit. I stand on it then like I stood on it now, but that's my brother. And that's not the way you handle shit. So if it was public, you re- if it became public, you addressed it in the same manner the disrespect was handed out. So, And I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah, and so I know I know with kind of going back. I mean, first and foremost, Myron, how are you? How are you as yourself? Like outside of DJ Burn, outside of Burn and Friends, outside of all the the entities that you own and are part of, how are you as a, as a man? Let's let you know what I'm saying. Let's check in on the person before we talk. You know, talk about the business. You know what I mean? I'm blessed, man. You know, I um, I'm in a happy, loving relationship for the first time in a long time. Hell yeah. Shout out to um, that. Shout out to that. Shout out to Bree. I know she, she, she she's going to listen to this. I'm sure she will. Um, hey, Bree, how you doing? That is my boo. And that was my boo before she was your boo. So shout out I'm to not her. Sharing, so. I'm not sharing. No, but, uh, you know, we just, we just moved in together. So I got a new apartment. So I got about that shit hole I was in, and, you know, on the bigger and better things. Um, I got a new job. We making twice, almost three times as much as I was at my Come old on, job. Come on, somebody. Yeah. And, um, racks on racks. Right. I'm also taking a uh, Google course for uh, some other stuff I'm interested in. It's going to hopefully catapult me in the six-figure range. Fuck yeah, it is. Yes, Sarsky. Yes, For sure. For sure. Alex, how are you? How are you, friend? Can I be honest about it? Please. Like, bare bone honest about it? You know. You know. We, we, you know, of course. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Keep it. Keep it 100. I'm going to keep it cute because I promised you I would. Um... I'll be honest with you. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm very hurt. Oh, shit. I'm trying not to cry. Damn it. It's too early. We ain't even 10 minutes into the episode, child. Um, especially in the past couple of weeks, y'all have, if you follow me on social media, you have seen me show my ass in a way that I'll be real. I do. I'm not very proud of. I'm not. And if you know, you know. I'm going to leave it there. Um, that aside, the root of it, if I'm going to just talk about it, the root of it, if again, if you know, you know, it's nothing I want to rehash or get too deep into, because again, in respects to my co-host, I'm going to keep it very, very cute on that front. 
not that I owe anybody shit, but I have respect for Calvin. He asked me to approach this in a particular way, so I'm going to honor that. Um, we don't talk a lot about the loss of platonic friendships enough. And my feelings are really, really hurt behind this one. Like, I'm hurt. And it's one of those hurts where I don't think I was, I was ready for it. So my reaction to it and, and finding out the facts behind a lot of the shit, just it really rocked me. And it rocked my friend group. It rocked the niggas closest to us. And just the residual damage and the way and how big things have gotten just feels out of my control, which has triggered my anxiety in a way that, again, just completely not ready for. So your girl is hurt. And hurt people do hurt things. So a bitch was online wilding. I have said some things that, now I ain't no hoe. I said what the fuck I said. But the residual effects behind what I said to people who are not involved is the part that I regret. I don't like my friends mixed up in my bullshit. I handle my bullshit by myself. And typically when I'm in deep with my bullshit, it is by myself because I don't want my friends having to take heat that don't belong to them. I handle Alex very well. Good, bad, or indifferent. And Calvin, you'd be the first person to say, I hate the fact that you don't, you're not afraid of consequences. I am not. That doesn't mean I like all the consequences that come my way. It means that I'm woman enough to stand up in that shit. Ten toes down, right, wrong, or indifferent. I did that shit. I said that shit. What's up with it? I don't back down from shit. I'm not scared of a motherfucking thing. Nothing. Especially not no breathing, walking, talking human being. Fuck that. You ain't God. But that's besides the point. I'm hurt because now that the dust is settled, the damage is done, the earth is scorched, I have to heal. Because you can't come back from scorched earth. It is what it is. We can put some neosporin on it. We can bandage it up and give this some time. And that is exactly where I'm at. And I don't think I've ever, on wax, I've said it publicly, but I'm going to say it on wax. To my friends. I am sincerely, sincerely sorry for the impact that this has on everybody and the positions that this has put everybody in. I am not proud of that at all because it does make y'all have to try to play neutral in a situation that's very hard to be neutral in. It makes it hard for y'all to navigate and remain friends in the way and the manner of what you've always done, because no, y'all may not have a dog in this fight, but you are getting bit by the dog anyway. And it is very naive to believe that you are not affected by that. So to my friends, and if you know me, you know how hard I love my friends. My friends are my family, if you know anything about my family background. My friends are family. To my friends, to my niggas, to my ride or die. I love y'all, and I am sincerely apologetic for the way that this shit folded out. I can't take accountabilities that don't belong to me, and I think I have a bad habit of being over-accountable and over-responsible for certain things because it's in my nature. I'll eat it. I've always been able to eat it. But I'm at the point where I can only handle my portion because... Taking over accountability for things has blocked blessings in other areas of my life that I can no longer stand. Allie got a new whip. Allie got a wonderful, beautiful man in my life. 
Now I joke and I clown about it, but that's because I'm private about the real nigga that he is behind the scenes. And if you know, you know, that nigga be holding me down. But I can no longer give energy where energy's not reciprocated nor wanted. I've extended a hand, that hand got denied. So we're moving on in a real healthy final way. This is the last thing I'm going to say about that, for real. Okay. Um, I guess I'll be the, I'll round it out right as far as the check-in. I can't check in on other niggas and, and yeah, not get <laughs> um, I'll say this, right? Like I, I was I've been open and honest about certain things, and I think I think now I have to move you have to kind of let me pause. You ever heard the phrase, you know, prepare for the job you want, not for the job you have? You gotta walk in it. You gotta walk in. You you gotta walk in like you that nigga, even when you're not that nigga, because otherwise you'll never be. You know what I mean? Like they don't know that you're not that nigga though. And you know what I mean? Like or, so, it's like a play, right? Right. Only only you and and the actors know if you messed up a line or not. The audience isn't really the wiser for you know they don't know what's behind the scenes unless you show them that you fucked up. Right. You know what I mean? Like so so for me in this season that I'm that I'm walking into. It's more so it's like, all right, brush that shit off, nigga. You built for it. You you know what I'm saying? Like shit hurt. Shit can hurt you. Shit can not feel good. Um, in this season, a lot I've I've got a lot of rejection. You know, a lot of like we're looking for a, we found a candidate that clo- more closely matches our Man. <laughs> you know, or or what's even worse when the nigga you think being ghosted by a, a partner or a girl hurts? Be ghosted by a corporation. I'm like, <laughs> because who the fuck do you think I is? I'll blow this whole bitch up. Like, so y'all niggas, y'all niggas ain't even gonna respond to me, nigga. Like, that's crazy. But so, but the kind of, so in order to, in order to continue walking forward, you have to brush that shit off. Because if you allow those things to kind of stick on you, you become heavier. And when you become heavier, it's harder for you to move in the way that you need to and in the pace that you need to because you're being weighed down by all of this emotional baggage. And where I'm trying to go, I can't take the baggage with me. It's like it's like a spirit flight. I only got it. Only got only got to carry on. I can't. You know, ain't nobody trying to pay for the check bags. So moving in the sense of like, what's mine is already mine. What's what's going to be for me is for me, and can't no person, place, thing, idea, entity. You know, take t- you know, stop it. That's that's kind of where I am. And as far as you know, walking into what I believe and what I truly believe my new situation is going to be and being able to stand firm in that, like, no, nah, this is mine already. Like, I just need everyone else to catch up to it. Right. Um, because that's, that's the way you kind of move. It's, it's like, don't nobody know that you, 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 you messed up the line unless you show them, you know, uh, uh, Byron, you, you, you play sports. What they say, what they say, the best thing in football is a short memory. If you, 100%, yep. if you get burned, if you get burned on the last play, give them touchdown. Go right forget back out. You go and forget about it. You throw an interception, forget about it. Like the be- the best play you got is the next play. And I think that's I think that for me, and I think honestly for us as a podcast, Ali, I think that's where I see ourselves. Like the best play we got is the next play. The best episode is gonna be the next episode. Like at at this point, we 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 have to continue to move and elevate and, and, and to where we know we need to be, to where we know we belong. And in order to do that, we got, having that forward focus is something that I know I'm going to do my best to, to walk in every single day, you know, 
it, through the hard stuff, through the you know, because they ain't gonna be easy every day. But you brush this shit off because you built for it, and, and and I think all my niggas around me is built for some real life greatness shit, nigga. Like, and so bullshit comes along our way. You know what I'm saying? The, through through whatever medium, but you right. built for that shit, nigga. You brush it off and you keep moving because we got shit we need to do. We got plays we need to make, and and, and we can't make our plays if we worried about the last play. We need to focus on the next play. So that's where I'm at, person. I agree with you. I couldn't agree with you no better. I think that we spend a lot of time jaw jacking and circle jerking for lack of better terms. And I think it's weird to say it because we're a male and female co-host. <laughs> but, we but... personally are not circle jerking. Even though if I had enough money, to, if anytime they, they assume that me and you, I'm like, listen. Bro, if I had a dollar for every time somebody asked me if me and Calvin have been romantically involved, I would. You know I, what I wanted? You know what I want to tell niggas? I'm I like, pay look. off my student loan. I know her in real life. Like I know her in real life. She's like, like that's gang. But I'm like, a terrible person. Bro. She's not a good person, bro. Like honestly, like a lot of you niggas could do better, but that's my nigga, so I'm rolling. But like, I nigga, ne- like, <laughs> you, like we phrase it like you know what I'm saying, like Barbie and Ken. Like you know, how Barbie ain't got no parts, nigga. Barbie ain't got no. You know what I'm that's just Barbie. Like she, nigga, that's Barbie. Barbie ain't got no parts, nigga. So <laughs> Calvin's not a boy to me. He's Calvin. Like, it's just real. It's hard to explain. Like, it's very hard to explain. But, like, Calvin is my business partner. And I think of him no other than my business partner and my brother. Like, I think that people have, because those relationships are few and far in between. Actually, they're not. Some of you niggas are just perverts. Let's call it what it is. Because I have a nice. lot of male friends. And, I have and a I will, lot of I will say this. This time, and I, niggas is, is gender neutral as fuck. Because a lot, a lot, a, a lot of women feel like they can't be friend a nigga unless he paying some shit or fucking some shit, and it's like, honestly, the the, the, the cheat code to the game is having uh, platonic people in your life that ain't trying to fuck you, so they put you on the shit for the other niggas who are trying to fuck you are doing. You okay. know how many times, like, you know how many the times cheat like, code in all honesty is sis and bro, sis is gender neutral for me, so whatever. I'm gonna put y'all on a real game. Befriend the bad bitches. Befriend these niggas. Befriend them. Do you know how often I be getting just invited? Sorry, y'all. Okay, for those of us at home, I am dog-sitting Tidbit. Tidbit is at the crib. He's my mom's shorty. My mom just got back from New York this morning, so I haven't dropped him off yet. So, but also, he low-key lives here, too. So he's literally just sitting in my face, shaking and shit. Like, bro, um, you think I'm an attention whore? Wait till you meet my dog. But, um... Just befriend these niggas. There are more benefits to being these niggas' friends. Stop fucking on them. Stop, like, I'm so serious. I'm friends with so many of these hot boys. It's ridiculous. And they're not shit. They're not shit. They running through y'all just like y'all running through them. Just be their friend and sit back and watch. Honestly and truly, because, again, like, how many, there's been so many times that, like, my, my female friends have saved me from the bad bitch who ain't got no substance. Cause they're able to see through the shit, but I can't see through because I'm just like, damn, she bad. You blinded by the ass, Calvin. That's and, then, and then you was like, you do realize that X, like, you do realize that, like, all that, all that pictures that you taking, like, she, she don't, she returned them clothes. Like, you do realize. You want to like, know if a bitch is bad or not? I always check for the shoes. The shoes is gonna tell me exactly what kind of bitch you are every single time. Every single time. And it does not matter what the function is. It don't matter what's got going on. Your shoes are going to tell me what type of nigga you are. It, actually, no, it does depend on the function. 
at like a barbecue cookout, ain't nobody gonna wear their nice, nice shit because it's gonna get grass, gonna get gravel, it's gonna get dirty. That's where that's when you wear Vegeta sandals, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I always wear my slides to the cookout. Like, I'm the, so serious. The, the, but hey, let me my, come talk to you 12. But you know what I'm saying? My hey, those are perverted. Uncle Nines, watch yourself. Anyway, but like, I'm just saying, a bitch shoe's gonna tell you exactly what you need to know about her. And it ain't gotta be the shoes you like. But it got to be like, you can tell when she's got it together. I'm serious. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So so we say all that to say, man, like, honestly, but, build more legitimate friendships with people. That way you can gain more perspectives on life that will help you when you need it the most. Speaking of the function, burn. <laughs> so orange soda is bizac. It's bad. Uh, you Why guys have put on at this point two functions. Congratulations. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Slow down. Okay. Two sold out functions. Two sold out. Excuse me. Watch my mouth. Sold out. Sold out. Sold out. Watch I think my mouth. Both two. of them were sold out like hours before, like the hours actual, before. Right? Okay. So let, me, yes. let me put some respect on your name. Absolutely. So, congratulations to that. Um, But we got to keep it real. So, Orange Soda has also taken a pivot. And I'm gonna yeah. let you explain what that is and where that came from. So look, so um, we just want to make uh, Orange Soda a safe space for everybody to party. And when people come to me and say so and so shouldn't be in here because they they, they make it uncomfortable, then I feel like they gotta go. It actually happened um at the one in July. Somebody slid by our protocol and was inside the function, and uh, somebody pointed them out, and I had to get him out of there. Well, we didn't get him out. We just said, hey, you can't be in here, and he already knew what was up. Surprisingly. So he was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. And he just but left. But my question, if you already know what's up, then why you come? Because you have to try the hand. Somebody always has to try the hand. I, I, I don't want to put this person in their situation on blast, but let's just say um, he knows they're in his ways. And while he's trying to work on them, it's still something that's blatant that I'm not tolerating. So even if the people around him are okay with it, I'm not. So he had to go. Okay, that's fair. But uh, yeah, we, we're trying to. If it's up to me, it's kind of like the whole R. Kelly thing. People are like, man, it's so hard not to listen to his music. I'm like, not for me. No, I can just not, not play it. I can just not <laughs> and play it. Same thing for Orange Soda. It's like, man, you can't exclude everybody. I can. <laughs> like, it, it could just be all women in there. And I mean, if, if that's what it's got to be, if all the men are creeps, like, I'm excluding anybody that I feel like is making things uncomfortable. So I respect that. And the reason why I did is because, just to be transparent, um, my assault happened after an Orange Soda. And so, I mean, not to no fault of your own, that was completely no, of to no responsibility. And even when I came out about my story, I left that part. I think I was deliberate about leaving that part of the function out because I know the backlash that comes from that. Oh, bitches is getting hemmed up at orange sodas. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's not, that's not what happened. This individual moved foul. It just so happened to be after this particular function. Um... And that's to no reflection of the men around y'all because y'all thought this person was more of an upstanding person than he let himself to be. So again, that's not a reflection of the organization. It was just literally this nigga was a creep, tried it, got it, and got it all. You know what I mean? Um, for that reason, I am not necessarily, I haven't been back, not because of that, but because, how do I say this? PTSD be real, right? Uh, for sure. And not it's not that I think that the men of Orange Soda aren't doing their best to keep it safe, right? But at the same time, 
the safety thing, keeping yourself safe is a two-way street. So what can Alex do and participants do to make sure that they're watching their back as much as we require you guys to watch ours? Yes, we can't say that these DJs and the event planners owe us a duty to make sure that the environment that they're inviting women to is safe. And I do absolutely believe that you guys do have an obligation to keep the environment that you're inviting guests to safe. I do believe in that. But as a female participant, am I over-intoxicated? Am I with people that I can genuinely trust? Am I going home with the same people I came with? Am I not, am I being careful to not disappear in the middle of the function? You know what I'm saying? What, what am I doing as a participant to make sure that I maintain a safe environment? Also, not to be funny, but women can be our own worst enemy sometimes. And I, not to get on a whole women bash fest, but as women, I have seen certain women become as predatory as these niggas are. And we don't talk about that enough either. I've seen some women set up other women, if we being honest. Not necessarily at Orange Soda, but I'd be in a club enough to see other women getting bitches way too drunk and vouching for their quote-unquote brothers. Like, that's not cool either. Like, we have to have each other's back if we truly want shit to change. Yeah, and, and I think, so, one thing that you talked about at, at that, like, COVID came at, like, the right time for you. You know what I mean? Because because uh the last orange soda was february it was february 20 you know 2020 um and and then i think world shut down like the world shut down literally the weekend we was gonna have orange soda in cincinnati oh, and like and man. like i ain't, i ain't saying that to like trigger all of us because all three of us have been we've been very vocal on how much we really want that event to happen and looking back on it we did the right thing and the responsible thing of not ha- not having it because knowing what we know now, but I would be a liar if we say we if we weren't trying to figure out ways to get around it back in March of 2020. It was like that's a fact. Like, Nigga, we literally <laughs> was just like, wash your hands, don't sneeze on each other, come shake your ass. But a lot of that just was out of naivety because yeah, we didn't, we didn't know, know how severe COVID was. Yeah, we had no. I mean, this is literally like this. I think this might be the week that the NBA shut down. Like literally the week that shit hit the fan. We actually recorded an episode like literally the week that shit hit the fan. We didn't know. We 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 honestly didn't know. But when I think when everyone was kind of forced to sit down, and then I remember the safe space pages kind of popping up, you know, for Cincinnati, Columbus. Excuse me, I'm so sorry, y'all. Bless you. You know what I'm saying? Cincinnati, Columbus, OSU, like, and just in that level of conversation, I wanted to ask your opinion on how do you feel like those sorts of safe space pages or like public like we're going to publicly expose people how how did you personally feel about that whole thing in, in you know summer 2020 i feel like um it was good to get that information out in the open uh whether it's true or false it's somebody's opinion on what, on what happened in some situations and and it gives what it did for me was that um, there are certain people that I don't fuck with anymore, not based on what was came out on the page, but what other people told me to validate what was said on the page. Like, oh yeah, he did that to me too. So people that are close to me. So I I, I think it was good to you know put that information out in the air. But the sad part about it is, I think a lot of people just forgot about it or they don't want to think about it. So it was just a moment in time, and now it's, it's back to normal for some people. Which not for me. I, I remember everything that was said on that page, and 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 every person. And I'm 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 still holding them to that. Yeah, um, and, and I do remember, and I do remember, like, and you don't want to use 
like a, a people's experiences to invalidate the larger aspect of it. But I think yeah. the you know the turn of page is when I think they had to retract a couple of their their um you know I don't know the proper word for it, but they had to retract some statements because they were it was I guess they they had, we had they had evidence that like of the contrary or like some or the person who was accusing them was you know turned out to be a, from a burner page and like right, I right. I, I like you know what I'm saying if you know you know I ain't here to like you know put everybody business out there but it's just like. I think that might have been like the turning point because a lot of people who are looking for a reason to dismiss the page latched on to those like couple instances where they had to retract because of some things. And I, I would like I I remember I remember that stuff too, and it was like and 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 I know for me, um, it it, it hit different because I had people on both sides of. The coin, for example, like I have people who you were the people submitting the stories on emo is anonymous, but they they felt comfortable enough to kind of share that with me. But like, no, that like this one's me. And then also I have people that I consider really good friends be 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 named in the stories, and 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 you try to reconcile that. You try to reconcile what who you thought this person was, right, with who someone else thinks this person is or says this person is. Um, and, Here's and that, the thing. Go right? ahead, Alex. Yeah. When it comes to stuff like that, um, it's, it's not even a line that you tell because I believe in two truths. I believe that I stand by victims. I also stand by the truth. What happened? What actually happened? The truth does not change. Just because your mind does, your opinion does, time does, the truth is stamped in stone. And the one thing about the truth, it finds its way to the light, baby. And sometimes you just got to be patient. The truth does not move on anybody's time, but its own. And I respect that. That's why when you are telling the truth, you don't have to do no hooting and hollering in the, in the dancery. It will find its way. You do not have to do the most when you are telling the truth and you are standing by your truth. The only thing you have to do is stand by your truth. So. When these victims come out with their story, excuse me, I hate saying that. Survivors, these, these survivors. They, thank you. When these survivors stand by their stories, they don't do no hooting and hollering, and their stories do not change. The facts do not change. The consistency that does not change. Asking them to relive it is traumatic and almost insulting, to be honest. But the men who feel like the story, their truth isn't being told or that they're not getting a fair shake at the truth, are also way too quiet because if you feel like the story that's being told about you is false then speak up, this is the platform and it's not about victim shaming, but if there are two sides to the truth and you feel like yours isn't being told, who is supposed to tell it for you other than yourself? So before I, before I continue first, I want to, um, I want to give a shout out to, uh, the survivors, not victims, um, platform that came about, I think after this, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Brooke, shout out to Storm Bay. They try to you again use that as far as like a a, a, a launch. Shout out to Brook and Storm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I want to make sure you know what I'm saying before I continue. I give them I give them they flowers because that's you know what I'm saying. That's something that's very big. And I look at I think and I can't. I'm lucky enough. I don't know how to phrase it, but like I've never had the experience of having to like defend myself against these sorts of allegations. So I can't say how I would handle it because I've never been in a position to be to. to to have to do that, right? And I, I pray to God that that's never a position I'm in. 
I think, but I think some of that is there's a fine line between like a hit dog gonna holler and like trying to trying to defend yourself, right? And so I think some people, whether they're guilty or not, like I'm not I'm I'm not judge or jury here. Like at, I believe at the end of the day, you're gonna answer for everything in front of, in front of in front of uh, you know what I'm saying your maker. You're gonna answer for anything in front of that. So I'm not here to like do all of that, but I feel like it's one of those things where it's like defend yourself, but it, also we see them niggas who like it seems like they're doing so much, it's like, all right, nigga, like, you, you going a little overboard, like, you know what I mean? Like, this, this clear, like, so I don't know, I don't know, and I'm gonna bring this to the table, like, is there, like, a middle ground between, like, defending yourself and, like, going too far? Is it, like, like, I don't know, I don't know how that necessarily is as far as, like, the... Can I be honest? Yeah, no, yeah, for real. Why? What incentive? And I always ask this, okay, if Shorty's lying, Shorty's lying, Shorty's lying, or that's not how that happened, that's not how that happened, right? What it is about your character that makes this believable? Smoke don't come from no fire. So even if Shorty may be fabricating or bending the truth, there's something about your character that makes this story plausible. How are you handling women outside of this situation? All of it needs to be evaluated. Why is it believable that you could be an abuser? Why are people being like, shit, I could see that in that nigga. Okay. Why is it? Like, for instance, I'll be honest. Calvin, if a sexual assault allegation came against your name, not that I wouldn't stand with the victim, but I would need to hear more. There are other niggas in these streets that if I hear it, I'm not going to think twice. I'm not going to think twice. So there is something about your character that makes certain shit believable. It's not just these bitches is hating or you were doing one too many things. Some of y'all niggas play shit way too close to the chest and you get caught up in the fire. Flying too close to the sun does still equate to sunburn, my nigga. Why do you need to do all that? And also, I think, and I'm going to say it, so you ain't got to, like, a, a lot of people, like, use alcohol as an excuse. Or not, and not as an excuse of, like, but, like, a lot, like, a lot of these situations involve people getting drunk or people being high or people being not sober, whatever shape, form or fashion, because we kick it. We go outside, we go outside to have fun. And a lot of us choose to have fun by indulging in alcohol, you know, weed, drug, whatever, whatever your vice is. I'm not here to judge. No, I think everybody has a drunk sex, high sex story. We've talked about this. So we yeah, don't have to rehash it. But if we want to get technical, we talk a lot about the gray areas of consent and we seem to skip right over that one. There is a gray area to consent because drunk sex and high sex is not consensual for anybody involved. As a matter of fact, Kiddo got here because a bitch was drunk out of her mind. I had no I business. The, I, I think the problem is, um, you know, back in the day, you know, drunk sex and high sex was um, something that was celebrated and something that was uh, widely accepted. And at some point, it stopped, which it should have. And a lot of people, one, don't want to atone for their actions in the past saying that, yeah, I used to get down like that and now I don't. And so because of that, they don't want to call other people out because they got some skeletons in their closet. But if we just all own up to, you know, when we learned and when we when we knew to do better. Uh, yeah, um, I think I, right. I think I think a lot of it also is. We as a culture. Need to understand, like, you know, what was OK back then and what was and what's OK now. And so. Sometimes people were moving in what was considered okay back in whatever, and now it's and now it's not okay. 
But it's one of those things. It's like if a dude's like, "Hey, like I didn't know this. This wasn't okay back in the day." You know, I hate to use the word cancel culture because it's so cliche. But it's like people try to people try to judge people off of today's standards on some shit that may have not happened when the standards were widely as expected. It's, it's like again, I hate to use sports, but it's like football. Like there's certain hard hitting ass safety that got put in the Hall of Fame in the last couple years. That if they played today, they'd be suspended right, forever, immediately. <laughs> immediately, because the game, the way the game was played back then, is not legal today. You know, and literally, that's, um, that's where a lot of this gray area comes in as well. Because um, a lot of that stuff on that page, like, there's a difference between straight up violating somebody and taking sex from them, and then just being a creep. And a lot of people can't wrap their minds around like the actions that they do these days is, is creep actions, like trying to force yourself on somebody or just like wearing somebody out at asking them to get yeah, what you like, say like, yes. like if you if you gotta ask somebody for some shit 20 times and on the 21st time they say yeah nigga like that's that's not good nigga like you know what i'm saying like nigga like that's not that's not you didn't get that off of you off of like merit you got that off of like nigga you asked the same question 20 times right, like, and i'm not even gonna hold y'all the here nigga damn pussy don't even yank the way it's supposed to <laughs> motherfucker, that's like it's like a spit star. You got to, you know what I'm saying? Like the, it's like a lawnmower. You, gotta, right. you know how much pussy you've been eating, nigga? Please, please. You know, you know what I'm saying? And I think so. Like, and, and I and I don't want to spend all the time on it because I think we, when when this happened live, we we spent a lot, you know what I'm saying time on it. But it's, at the end of the day, niggas like for Speaking for men, men, right. women alike, nigga, like non-binary, like all of that, like stop being creepy. Like I've the I've had women in functions like like literally grab me by my dick. I'm like, hold on, sure, this, ain't, this ain't that type of party. Like, well, hold on, like relax. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, or and I've seen, I've you know what I'm saying? I've heard plenty of stories from the people I consider friends about like shit that I didn't even know. Like in my head, don't even seem like some shit that you would think is okay to do. But to be know, honest, but like stop being creeps, niggas. Like honestly and truly, go go ahead, Alex. Free game, and then we're gonna move on. The sexiest thing a nigga has ever done to me in the middle of a function is not break eye contact. Like, I don't, it's hard to describe. And if you got it, you got it. If you don't, you don't. But like a nigga looked me dead in my shit in the middle of a function and did not break eye contact and like licked his lip. Like it was just the way he did it. Bitch, you would have thought them panties melted off, bro. What? I was, he didn't say shit to me the rest of the party. All he did was not break eye contact. I was looking for him with a flashlight. Bro, I, like, oh my God. So y'all can't, if you, if you, like I said, if you got, if you could tell me what to do, you can tell me what the fuck to do. And if some you of can't you tell you what to, what to do, then you cannot tell me what to do. And some of you niggas ain't got it like that. And it's okay. But you need to figure out what your steez is and maybe, or grow a beard. One of the two. I don't know. <laughs> beard gang. Ah, um, just to close it out real quick. Uh, if you want to know if you want an orange soda creep, let's just ask. We're not going to make it public. And if you want to, no, the basics. Stop following girls around the club. Stop moving them out of the way with, by their waist. Stop forcing a drink on them. And you'll be all right. That's the baseline. That is literally the baseline. It, um, could, it could all be so simple. But you'd rather make it hard. Um, speaking of shit, I have to atone for. All right, listen, guys. It's not too often I have to get on this fucking platform and fucking apologize. So let me make this quick, okay? If you are an avid listener of the podcast, which I pray that you are, you know that there was a time where you could not tell me shit about this man. I would have given my life for him. I was ready to go on tour. 
You were going to go for war for it, huh, Miss Mamas? I was going to go to war for it. I was going to go to war, okay? I was ready to battle the baby mama, okay? But now I have to get on my damn pole, that same motherfucking platform and tell this nigga to kiss my ass. Why y'all make me do that? This is why I don't talk. See, this is exactly why Beyonce don't say shit. All he had to do was say, sisters, how you feeling? But it's all right. All he had to do is so. So, so Calvin, can, give us some context. Yeah, Calvin. if you've been living under a rock. So the baby was at Rolling Loud. And before the, before the point, I'm, again, I'm not here to judge, but I'm, and I, like, I've been outside, but I ain't, like, music festival level to be outside yet. Rolling Loud looked nasty. Roman Loud looked it looked disgusting. And I was like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for that yet. You know what I mean? So the baby was at Roman Loud doing his set. And in, a, in an intermission, instead of, you know, hyping up the crowd like a normal person, was like, hey, you know, you know what I'm saying? If you if 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 your pussy smell like water, if you ain't got no HIV, if you ain't out here sucking dick in the parking lot, make some noise. And like, and so my opinion. So that's what he said. Like, I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty much what he said, right? It was like, if you put some smell like water, if you ain't got ain't out here having HIV and shit, if you ain't hired sucking dick in the parking lot, make some noise. Which is weird on the surface because, again, just say, hey, niggas, if y'all ready for the next song, turn the fuck up. Like, again, you make, uh, niggas have a hard time making shit easy. But, it's a very hard time. But Wave your hands in the air. Like, you just don't care. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you, if you ready to turn up, say yeah. Like, anything. Anything, literally. And, and and for me, the initial comments were I'm like, that's weird. It's a little, it's a little weird, little eh. But the, what really fucked up the baby was double down. Well, because after the initial was like, hey nigga, that's a little weird. Like, hey, bro, like what you like what you mean by that? Honestly and truly, he could have apologized, laid, laid low for a week, it would have been fine. I know because his publicist is tired. His publicist quit, I'm pretty sure. I'm quit. pretty sure. The the baby don't have the publicist no more. Um, so literally he goes on there, he goes on Instagram and doubles down saying like that wasn't homophobic, like my real LGBT fans know what it is, like y'all niggas out here sensitive, whatever, whatever case may be. And you know who fault this is? This is fifty cent fault. Oh my fucking god, Calvin, please. Because follow me. Fifty cent literally like two days before rolling loud. Said he was gonna start mentoring the baby to make him bigger than who than ever. Ah, it all because, makes because because he said he lost pop smoke and he was gonna try to make the baby bigger. What Fifty Cent didn't tell the baby is if you want to go full super villain, you already have to be too big to fail. Uh, and so, but the baby thought he was too big to fail, and he 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 failing. You know, it's bad when Elton John and Madonna make statements about you. Listen, Elton John does not speak to us. He doesn't Elton, even really right. come out for pride. Okay, El- Elton, Elton John, John is the saint. Is the saint whatever the saint filling the Blake of the gays? He is. He is the Barack Obama of the gay community. Okay. Now, when you got Madonna putting down her latest black child to come address us about black ass shit, you didn't. You know, up. You, you done fucked up. And so, what happened with, with, with the baby is at last count. Nine festivals have dropped him from the lineup. You know how um, problem you know how problematic you gotta be to get dropped in favor of Young Thug? 
You know how problematic you got to be when Young Thug is the safer option. When they're like, you know what, let's go with G Herbo instead. What's funny is that he's been, Roddy Rich has also been replacing a lot of his performances if he wasn't already on the ticket. And we've been none the wiser. So if that lets you know anything. Also, the other part about it is that, oh, my dog is crying. Sorry, guys. But um, the other part about it is this, right? The baby, what is it with these rappers disrespecting their core fan base? The baby's core, core fan base was bitches like me. I love me a 5'2 nigga with a mouthful of VVs. Bro, are you kidding me? All you had to do was sit there and eat your motherfucking food and continue to make the Scooby-Doo chase music that you did and allow me to fan in peace. Every single motherfucking time I decide to open my mouth and be a fan of y'all, y'all show me why the fuck I should have just shut the fuck up. Every time. You want to know what gets exhausting? Canceling you niggas. And I absolutely will. My playlist doesn't have shit the baby on it. And it sucks because a lot of my favorite female songs right now, he gives them features because he supports up and coming female rappers. Dua Lipa. You know, shit. like that. You know what's wild? This shit overshadowed the fact he brought out Tory Lanez. <laughs> Niggas okay. forgot the fact he brought out Tory Lanez because he did some other wild shit. <laughs> like, and we're going to touch on that too. Okay? We're going to park this fuck you van right here. And so, be- and so before you continue, I will. Re- Again, I'm a true. I'm a believer that two things can be true at the same time. Yes, did the baby say some really stupid shit? Absolutely. But we also know that the reason he's he's getting canceled was because he offended white people. Those Thank two you. things Thank are you. the same. Like I'm not. I'm not excusing what the nigga did. You feel me? I'm not over here like man. Like yeah, Listen. you did some bullshit, my nigga. But where you fucked up is when you start offending white folk. Because white folks actually have a power to take you off of festivals. That's the other part. He didn't, and, and Calvin, you honestly took the words right out of my mouth. He did not start, listen, had he just been offending black women because he didn't smack a couple bitches on stage. He's absolutely done some wildly offensive shit. That was not enough to not get him booked. He came for the LBGTQ community. It was a wrap. You think they give a fuck about niggas with AIDS? They don't. No. Let's be clear. You, you, if you want to, if you, listen, I put it like this, and I'm not, and I, and I mean this in whole sincerity. Look at the people who've actually been canceled, like, like legitimately canceled. Daniel Caesar did it to himself because yeah. over, he, over, yes, jewels of all, of all. He told people. us to. He told us to. That's what I'm saying. He literally did it to himself. Like, over, if you're going to cancel yourself over a white woman, at least pick a better white woman. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, because like, where's yes, jewels now? In Miami somewhere, hoping for a hookah. I don't know. Um, oh anyway, <laughs> but like when, when they took away Nick Cannon's show, wilding out show and, and fi- fired it for a minute, it wasn't because he has 47 kids for, with 35 baby mamas. It's because he said something about Jewish people. You feel what I'm saying? They tried to, they tried to force Deshaun Watson to go to the Holocaust museum because he agreed with Nick Cannon. So like, again, I want people to understand something here. Cancel culture is about power dynamics. Right, and 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 if and if they got the power to get to get you the fuck out of here, they will. The only way that you could be canceled is if you offend white people to the point where they stop booking you on major shows, or if you offend your core audience of niggas who are actually streaming you to the point where they stop streaming you. That's why Chris at Michelle 
got got the fuck out of here. Not because she offended white people. It's because, baby girl, your entire fan base is black women and you just sang Donald Trump's inauguration. The other Since part of it is this. If, let's look at Meg Thee Stallion for a second, right? Let's mm. look at Meg Thee Stallion, right? And you can call me whatever the fuck you want to call me, Calvin. I know you're going to disagree. I know you're going to debate me. Right. Debate me. Haha. Ha. Y'all saw what I did there. Boo. Um, <laughs> boo. Throw tomato. Boo. Anyway. Um, Megan the Stallion is white people love Megan the fucking Stallion. For they love no. They love her. Megan the Stallion has a Revlon deal. Do you know what a powerhouse Revlon is? Like, let's be clear. Megan Thee Stallion is getting endorsements left and right. Megan Thee Stallion and Sweetie, when it comes to endorsements, are up there. Now, Sweetie is just marketable because she's Sweetie. You know what I'm saying? And Sweetie is the, is the latest example of being pretty will get you far if you just shut the fuck up when you need to shut the fuck up. Exactly. 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 And it's not that, and it's not because Sweetie and Megan don't have the same content rap wise. It's just that Megan does it a little bit better. But you Let's can tell be- Sweetie is rapping isn't her main objective. <laughs> no, but they both are college educated women. They both come from very strong female dynamic backgrounds. You can tell that there's a hand, there's a steady hand over them. Also, and I don't know y'all pray to whoever you pray to, but Megan Thee Stallion is divinely covered. The universe don't play about her. And everything that has tried to come for her has literally crumbled to its knees crumbled everything that has every single time that something has been put in harm's way she's been put in harm's way it has fallen to its knees immediately so y'all keep playing with that girl if you want to the universe does not play about theirs at all keep playing the baby gonna end up the shot listen all I, and I, and, I, and before i you know make burn do you have any comments on this or did we kind um of- i took him out of Maserato. Um, until further <laughs> he um he deleted his apology to the gay people. Um, so see how that goes. Um, and really, uh, I I, I felt like what he did with Tory was equally as bad to me, if not worse. Because uh, you know, so, so, we, so here's the thing with the Tory thing, right? Initially, here's how it started, and I'm and for the context for how we got here, the baby and Tory recorded a song before the allegations came out. You, and they shot the video. You could tell because the baby hair of his was short. He didn't have them weird ass braid, high top fade, whatever the fuck he's out here skinny trying to, braids. Yeah, he had this for fade. So like they recorded the song and shot the video before the allegations came out, right? So when the when the song came out, I didn't necessarily hold that against him because I understood like you recorded that song, you probably signed you you signed that you know the contract like right, it's done, right? Yeah. It's done. You know what I mean? Right. So like. That part was like, okay, like, because everyone was killing for releasing song. I'm like, he, he did that shit beforehand. Like, he can't really undo it now. Now, but then you start after, I guess, Megan hurts your feelings or you get into a little, you know, spite with Megan. Now you want to be spiteful and now promote the song heavy and like start fucking with Tori, even though, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the, that's the whole thing. It's like, you could have. If you would just sat there and ate your food, niggas wouldn't have gave a fuck because uh, the, the knowledgeable niggas understood that you did that song months ago. And you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas, I ain't going to punish you over some shit you did before you. But when you, st- when you start antagonizing after the fact and you know what you're doing, it's like, all right, nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
And industry relationships are not, nigga, like Megan is somebody that you've worked closely with over multiple years, multiple albums, multiple projects. Like, made better songs with too, to be honest. Better songs. You know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, like, y'all was, you know what I'm saying? We, y'all was a work husband, a work wife. You know what I mean? Like, y'all had that. So it was like, you don't need to go out your way to antagonize her just off the dribble. You don't, you don't need to do that. And so then when you put, bring out Tori in the middle of your Meg set, you, 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 from cash it to cry, baby, and you bring out Tori in the middle of that, you're being petty now. No, and you're so- deliberately antagonizing that woman. And that's the part that we're not, let, let's call the spade a spade. You know exactly what type of time it is. And for Tori to be so innocent, for him to go out of his way to publicly keep antagonizing the situation, mind you guys, the case is still open. There's no, there has been, like, the case is still very much so open. You know what I mean? For him to be deliberately as antagonizing as he is for a quote-unquote innocent man is nasty. He's corny, and uh, I, like, I have no problem never playing his songs again. Him and Tori. I don't know. Tori had a couple of hits. I feel bad I can't play, but he writing the R. Kelly uh, dungeon with and the rest so, of and them. So, and so for me, like, and, and like I, my, my stance never switched on the baby as far as musically is concerned, right? Musically, like I was always like, he had Suge. Suge was a fire. And then he made Suge about 47 more times. And I was like, all right, nigga, like, you know what I'm saying? So but my stance that never changed. And a lot of you niggas' stance does change because a lot of you niggas' entire online persona is being contrarian to, to, what's, to what's going on. A lot of you niggas became the baby fans, the Tory fans, just because you wanted to be trolls. Like, honestly and truly, like, let's, be, let's keep it a buck. Like, yeah, Tory has some hits. Like, I fuck, I fuck with the chick's tapes. I fuck with you know what I'm saying. I fuck with the chicks tape. It hurt my heart, but I had to delete all the chicks tapes out of my out of my library. Nigga, he had some bangers on there. But guess what? If I really if I really need to, I just listen to the originals. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, like, right. What what irritates my soul, right, is I hate the fact that it has to hit close to home in order for niggas to see how relevant it is. Because I guarantee you, right, wrong, or indifferent, if I told my dad that one of you niggas shot me, he's not gonna be asking for both sides of the story. He's going to be at your motherfucking head. Facts. And a lot of you niggas have daughters, girlfriends. You have women in your life you're responsible to. And Megan may not hear this shit, but I do. So for some of y'all niggas to be wanting to ask for both sides of the story after a nigga put, put harm to me, that's what your first response is. I put a lot of distance between me and a lot of you fraud ass niggas because I wish one of you bitches would. I'll say, I'll, and I, we'll, we'll wrap with this, right? Like, there's a difference between waiting for everything to clear itself out and then actively trying to discredit the story, right? Like, yeah, that's true, that's true. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, like, for me, when the shit came out, like, I'm like, okay, shit not making sense. Shit, I'm not going to say that anybody's lying. Or I'm like, shit just, okay, I need somebody to explain this to me. Then Meg said, like, no, that nigga shot me. I, again, I have no reason to believe that Meg would lie about Tori shooting her if he did. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's, no, there's nothing that she gains from, from lying on Tori here. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. And then, so, like, and so then when Tori said, like, I ain't shoot her, but it's like, you also did a whole album dedicated to the fact. Like, it's like, if you didn't do this, bro, the way you're moving after the fact is totally undercutting your initial story if you didn't do this. So why are you antagonizing this woman? If you're so innocent, why are you not just leaving it the fuck alone? Like I said before, the truth stands by itself. It don't need no help. Because if I was Tory, and I, if I was Tory and I legitimately did not shoot Megan Thee Stallion, 
Megan Thee Stallion's name will be the last name that came out of my mouth as I tried to continue my career. I would lit- I would do my best. Listen, I might make a gospel album. Honestly, you niggas ain't apologizing hard enough because ain't none of y'all came on no show with a sweater and some rimless frame flame glasses, oh, little Nas X by your side. Hey, none of y'all niggas trying hard enough to apologize. Where's the man in the mirror performances? God damn it. Y'all niggas ain't even apologizing like I used to, man. God damn. Listen, at least Chris Brown went on the VMAs and gave us his heart, okay? Y'all yeah, he didn't go on the VMAs. He went on the BT Wars. He went on the nigga show to try to get to Listen, Trump. and gave us the bit. Listen, that live show was incredible. Just for that nigga to continue to be abusive. So fuck the apology towards too, as far as I'm concerned. But at least try. At, le- at, least, if, if, at least try. I, at this point, if you... <laughs> At least I don't try. know how I feel about being blatantly lied to at this point. I'm actually kind of glad these niggas are not apologetic. You a dumbass and you stand in it. Cool. Now that I know who you are, I know exactly how I'm supposed to move. Thank you. I kind of like the fact that these niggas are put, literally putting their foot directly in their goddamn mouths. I'm actually kind of proud of it. Speaking of putting their foot directly in the goddamn mouth, so <laughs> there was a couple DJ conversations that made it oh. on the team. Oh my God. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm you, here for. Let's you, go. Like, you, you, you like the Segway, right? You fuck with the Segway? You fuck I with the fuck with it. First of all, Condado's Tacos does not slap enough to have a Need a DJ, bro. Ben Tacos are mid as hell. And having a DJ also, does not... What is it with going up 71 right after you get past the hell is real? They show you... Columbus starts showing his ass. So what's going on, man? Stage your piece, man, because I'm over here trying to figure out like what's going on, who did it, who done it, and how we, how we get here. I don't. Um, so I think it was two tweets that happened at the same time. <laughs> One was about not wanting to hear ice cream paint job, <laughs> and and the other one I don't remember what it was about. It was just about like shitty DJs, basically, and so that caused a frenzy, a frenzy on Twitter. And I'm here to say. There's two sides to, to, to this whole thing. One, um, niggas don't want to hear new music in the club. This is a fact. I can tell you that when I play new music, people sitting there look at me like, unless it's from an artist they know, like if it's a new Drake song, it don't matter what it is, people don't want to hear it. Calvin, you've been in plenty of functions when I played the 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 the, the Brent and the Drake. Nigga, I was like, over here vibing, nigga, I, and I was vibing every single time. Nigga, I was, I ain't give a fuck. Nigga, I told you to run that shit back because I, for me, and I'm also, I'm not, this is gonna sound arrogant, but fuck it, I'm all. I know that, like, compared to the average club goer, that I'm more musically intelligent. Cause I like right. I actively search out new niggas. I right. actively like try to you know not to stay in my little lane. So when you and so when you played the Brent and Drake nigga, that first and foremost, that Brent and Drake song is a toxic hit. I don't give a fuck what no one oh, toxic hit. God. It's a toxic hit. Alex, listen to that song. I promise you, you I already you. did. It's a toxic hit, nigga. A toxic it made me want to break up with my nigga. Sure did. You know what I'm saying? But so, but I can I can give you that one. When we was at but, the two functions that weekend, you played that motherfucker yeah. like three times. And people looking at me like, so the, the thing is that the, the average person, when they go out, they want to be able to sing along, uh, which I get. But just because you don't know the song don't mean it's not good. Like, can't you listen to the beat? Can't you listen to the words? Can't you just listen to the vibe? But people want to hear old music. That's why you hear a lot of old music in the club, uh, because people want to be able to sing along with it. On the flip side of that. Right. Ice cream paint job is never one of those songs. <laughs> so, yeah, that shouldn't be played. Um, now, so, so I'll fill him on that. So, as can I speak as like a normal club going nigga? I, I don't yeah. ever consider myself a DJ. I am, I, when I say playlist poppy, I make sure you know it's playlist poppy. I am not 
I am not DJ. I am not nothing. The guy put playlists together. There, you could tell certain DJs use certain songs as a crutch, and I don't like it because there have been plenty of parties, both in Cincinnati and Columbus. So this is not throwing shade at any particular city where that nigga could have played that same set in 2016 and not had to change a song, an order, a transition, nothing. Like the same shit that we heard in 2016 when the Cavs won the chip was the same shit we hear in the 2021 when we back outside. And I guess my frustration was coming in like, y'all niggas, not you, but y'all niggas had a year, had a whole calendar year to get your shit together. Just to pop out to play Dreams and Nightmares again. I purposely don't play that song. Leave me alone. And I understand because I, I too, like, if I'm drunk and Dreamers and come on, depending on how drunk I am, I feel you. Like, you know what I'm saying? I too pray for nice, you know, times like this I could grind like this. But I personally love the DJs who take a chance. Like, take a chance, try some new shit, or even if it's with the same old favorites, Figure out a new way to get into that motherfucker. Like, you know how many times I was so tired of the X Factor to Nice is What transition where I could tell it was coming? And I was just like, here, here we go. And then it was like, and you, and you hear the little, little quick speed up. I'm like, okay, you about to do it now, huh? Okay. And then you hear everybody go, oh, yay. And I'm just like, yeah. ah. so I, for me personally, I'll pass it to Allison so she can get her thoughts off. But like, try some new shit. You ain't even got, you ain't got to play new shit the entire set. But try some new shit. Rearrange some shit. Bring back the R&B hour. Bring back the slow hour. Nigga, y'all need Real to quick, I'm glad you said that. I gotta say this so that everybody knows so this is on wax. Niggas was not playing Fantasia before I played it and Dez went off on to it. That's a <laughs> fact. <laughs> hey, shout out to Dez, our man. Shout out to... Now, now everybody got Fantasia and they said... And I was actually playing that shit at our bar like, like a month before <laughs> that, that video came out. So hey, that's, why I, that's why I'm your OGs. <laughs> okay, can I be honest? Shout out to Desar Dez and shout out to the What We Talk About podcast. The Desar Dez challenge is definitely. So, but also, shout out to DJ HD because he used to host brunch. And that was definitely a heavy banger in his brunch set for a while. So, okay. Yeah. I'm at Columbus, my bad. Yeah, but DJ HD definitely had Fantasia when I see you in his brunch set. And he used to go crazy because it went crazy every time it dropped. And, and also Bandcamp. Bandcamp had, Band yeah, had it. Bandcamp Band Band had, had it. But Bandcamp had us fucking bumping Fantasia at fucking 1230 at night missing niggas we never even talked to. So let's just, like, let's keep it clear. So, yeah. Niggas down 75, definitely down 71 was banging Fantasia too. But That's because there's, there's better DJs in Columbus, uh, in Cincinnati than there's Columbus. Yeah, I said it. Cause them niggas down there actually practice. I like I fuck Woo! with the DJs in Cincinnati. There's like, there's more DJs in Columbus, but that that means there's more trash ones. Like the, the I'll, ones I'll, I know in Cincinnati. I say this like, and a, I have a lot of DJ friends. I have a lot of DJ friends, and I'm not doing this. To, I'm not. I'm not big flex nigga, but like all them niggas I know, they like take time to like to 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 to, to practice shit. They drop up. They drop a mini mix. Shout to DJ Stone. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Five Point. Like they do. They you can tell that they're actively trying to work at their craft. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate any nigga, no matter what your craft is, if you actively keep or trying to work at it, nigga, you got my full support, 125%. Shout out like, to the Cleveland DJs too, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm, shout yeah. out to the Cleveland DJs. I'm not going to lie. It's a little violent and that's funny coming from a Cincinnati ass bitch, but every time I'm in Cleveland, I have a fucking ball. Shout out to Medusas. Um, shout out to Rumor. Shout out to Rumor. Every time I'm in Cleveland, I lose my goddamn mind. 
So yeah, a shout out to um oh my god. The female DJs. Can we touch on that? Because female DJs do not get enough love at all. It's a fact. And I say this because I'm gonna run down my list of personal favorite um DJs. You've got DJ Don't Fret. In no particular one. order. In no particular That's number one order. for me. Number one for DJ me. Don't Fret is my favorite female DJ. You got DJ Ari right here in Cincinnati. You got DJ Law School Lex. You got Oreo. He goes by Rio. You got Little Ratchet Soul, who be doing her motherfucking thing. You got DJ, oh my God, a white girl down here be doing her fucking thing. Vanity. Vanity, yeah. DJ yeah, Vanity. DJ Vanity. Oh, I met her before. She's dope. Yeah, yeah now DJ. I think Knickknack is her name. She up in Cleveland. Yeah, up in Cleveland. Um, Oh my God. There's another DJ. Oh, um, female DJ. I cannot remember her name. She's out of Cleveland, too. I've met her a couple times. Super dope chick. Um, charge it to our head, not our heart. You know what I'm Please charge it to my head, not my heart. Um, but yeah, when I tell y'all, but a lot of it, if we're going to be honest with you, I don't know if we can charge this to misogyny, but women need to support women like that. Because women, female DJs actually play to us. The parties are catered to women. The parties are catered to women. So a female DJ is going to give you what you want. She's going to absolutely play the trap music, but the ass-shaking music is going to be what you need, sis. To be real with you, to be honestly real with you, some of the best party experiences I've had in Columbus were hosted by DJ Don't Fret. Period. Hands down. One of my favorite, my first orange soda, I think DJ Don't Fret was spinning. If I'm not mistaken. I rem- listen, I I remember, shout out to, shout out to Don't Fret, like, where she opened, like she had like her, her first like like twenty minute, twenty minute set, and now she out here headlining shit. Like like I, I'm over here like a proud cousin in the background. Like yeah, Look, girl. This uh this weekend, me, Don Fred, and Recio had a, uh, a it was all booked at the same time in different spots, and that's what it's really about. You know, putting your people on. I do want to say, just like people make assumptions about y'all, it's it's strictly business between me and Don Fred and Recio. So um, I'm just here. To try to help people get their creativity out, they oh. wanted to learn how to DJ, and so I, I I helped them. So there was one weekend that I was I just so happened to be in Columbus, and I was real ducked off, but I happened to be in our bar. I popped into our bar for literally like thirty minutes. Recio was spinning, and I think that's why I ended up coming because I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna support my bitch, right? Man, she did this wild ass transition, and I can't remember the song she started with because I be drinking. And but the song she ended with was um oh my god it was a Jay Z record and when I tell you that transition damn near it made me say woo like hold on hold on this, she's nuts first of all Berg you are hazing these women because these transitions are nasty you are not playing with them okay and honestly as, as the transitions really and maybe you can agree from like a professional standpoint. I feel like the transitions really separate the level of DJing and the level of quality because any nigga can put songs together. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it just, okay, I'm going to play this song and I'm going to play this song. But, like, it takes a certain type of nigga to, like, really make that transition make sense. And, like, and as, as somewhat of a music snob, don't nothing, don't nothing grind my gears. Then I'm like, we vibing. And then you hear a shitty transition, you're like, God dang. I will say um, one thing that the common party guard doesn't, <laughs> realizes that there's more than one way to transition 
Um, I like to blend all the time, but y'all said Orange Soda Fest. Manny Fresh ain't blend none of that shit. And all the transitions was fire because he knew where to stop them and knew where to start them, and his and his MC was in tune with him. Yeah, so there's different ones of transition. Because because if you got a dope MC, or if you are, are a dope MC, because Eric DJ ain't the type of nigga to be on the mic too. Like that, that take a, that could take a different level of. Like, That's a different skill. You know what I'm saying? But like, if you got like where he was like, stop it. And, and then and then you have a nigga like Marlon out here just he's just doing whatever the fuck he's doing. Shout out to shout out to Marlon. And then he come back with it like you know what I'm saying? It's just like you said, find what works for you. Just like you gotta find what works with you when it comes to romantic, you gotta find what works with you in your craft. And like if you're not the type of person where you want where you can blend it and you can kind of like chop it up and find the perfect sample and to lead it into the joint, that's fine. Find what works for you. Cause at the end of the day, it's, it's similar to the, the the watching the play analogy. I don't know you fucked up a transition unless you can make it super obvious that you fucked up a transition. That's because, a <laughs> because I don't know how it was supposed to go and niggas do it different every night. So if you if you do some shit and it sounds fire, even though you ain't mean to do it, I'm like, fuck it, I'm rocking. But if it's some shit where I can tell that you ain't mean to do that, now I'm like looking at you like, oh, big dog, come on, big dog, come on, come back in the game. Right. right. To, uh, to add to this, I just want to say, when it comes to requests, <laughs> don't just don't, don't. Just don't. Uh, uh, unless it's your wedding or your birthday party or you're directly paying me don't ask me for nothing because you're going to ask me for a song that i'm about to play or i already played or that i would never play so don't I ask wanna, me for babyface ray in the yeah, middle of the beyonce set story. i want to hear some horror stories about the worst or the most awkward ass request i want to hear it so you know uh so you know i mean you might not know but our bar is r&b only on saturday nights because people treat it like the regular club, they want to come in there and get hype, and that's just not the space for it. So they told me specifically to always play R&B. So I'll be in the middle of R&B. So I'm talking about playing Janae the worst. And they're like, can you play Tay-K? And I'm like, why the fuck do you think that goes right here? <laughs> or it's not even the request. It's the asking more than once. Like, like oh, uh, I can't really play that. What you mean you can't play it? Man, I say I can't. I'm thinking in my head, like, get the fuck out of my face. I already said no. So right. I, I don't have a conversation with you while I'm sitting here trying to work. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's usually just trap music in the middle of uh, R&B set or somebody like, oh, can you play this real quick? I'm about to leave. I'm like, why would I play anything? You're about to leave. So it don't matter if I play it or not. Like, honestly, you, 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 you are the last person I mean, I'm out here trying to. Right. You're not about <laughs> no more drinks. You're not about to dance. You're not about, and sometimes if somebody asks me for a request and they nag me, I'll be like, all right, I'll stop the music and be like, hey. This person wanted to hear this song, so we're going to turn up. And I'll put it on to embarrass their ass because I know nobody want to hear it. And so if they're not dancing, I'll be like, all right, you want me to play this? Here you go. You better turn up. And then I'll put it on, and then everybody look at them like, yeah, all right, that's what I thought. Stop asking me for, uh, especially, I'm not the type to take money for requests either because I want to play what I want to play. So ain't no amount of money going to get you to get me off my vibe. Right. I think also... The requests annoy me because, again, I used to be a server at a nightclub. Don't ask me for requests either. Well, can you tell the DJ to play? No, he got a job to do just like I do. And the other part about it is. I'm a liar because I'll be behind the DJ. Be like, hey, tell the DJ to play a song. Yeah, I got you, bro. And keep, just keep. Bro, shout out to Trek because Trek for the past 14 years will stand there, take every request, and don't tell me about it. none of them because, you know, I don't want to hear none of that shit. He'd be oh, like, yeah, yeah he, he'll take care of it for you and then never tell me. So appreciate you, Trek. <laughs> Like, dog, there are other, also a couple of DJs off the top of my head I really want to give a shout out to. DJ Double O. Um, he used to be really shy about it, but now I'm glad that he's starting to, like, get out there, too. 
Um, he got two I, orange sodas in a row. He's actually really fire. He's really fucking fire. Especially when he gets into his R&B bag. He be playing shit I forgot about. Like, which is wanted, actually, which is one of my faves. Which is also yeah. one of the reasons I fell in love with DJ Ari. She did this mashup of I'm So Into You by Ariana Grande and One in a Million by Aaliyah. And I know it sounds wild, but you just have to hear it. It was so yeah. fucking crazy. It's the reason I fell in love with her. And you, so, so can I tell y'all a little bit of an embarrassing moment? Sure. You had a fangirl moment? Nah, I just had a, a eureka moment. Like, maybe it was, it was, I was listening to, you know what I'm saying, the locks and dip set, you know what I'm saying, and everything like that. And like, I finally, and like, it clicked for me because I was like, oh, that's where that nigga got his DJ name from. Because <laughs> I, was, I was listening to, to Dipset's Bada Bada verse. And it, and he was like in the double low, I coming through the CEO, and I was like, oh, oh man, you ain't know that. Oh, man, I ain't put two and two together for the longest time. I'm just, like, I ain't put because we talk about forgotten songs. I ain't never like you know what I'm saying like back about about it three. Like I fuck with it, but I I never I ain't played it in a minute because oh, I, was, yeah. I was playing other shit. And so when I was getting back into my Dipset locks bag, first and foremost, all the Ohio niggas was going for Dipset because Dipset just fuck with Ohio. And when I tell you, I was sitting there embarrassed, embarrassed, because the locks was whooping their ass. Listen, because you couldn't tell Columbus niggas that they weren't part of Dipset. You couldn't tell no Columbus niggas that they weren't part, that they weren't diplomat. But Columbus is going to ride for Cameron and Gucci men all the time. Every no time. What. You Cincinnati know, Cincinnati going to ride for Gucci, first of all. You cannot tell Cincinnati niggas shit when it comes to Gucci. Gucci is not from Atlanta. He's from the Reds. Okay, let's be clear. Cincinnati going to ride for Gucci I'll put it like time. this. Jeezy could have won that versus 20-0. We still would have said Gucci won. Gucci did win. The Gucci, fuck you mean? He did win. What you that's, mean? Yeah. that's my point. G- G- Gucci could have came in there and just played the truth 20 times, and we'd have been like, yeah, Gucci got that, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Like literally, like everybody in Cincinnati has a Gucci story. <laughs> Every single one. Like I saw that nigga in the club. That nigga was out here while the nigga bought all the bottles. This and the third. But yeah, shout to the diplomats. You know, even though they took the L, and all of all of the Midwest, uh, the Ohio was rooting for Dipset because you know, saying we fuck with Dipset. But that's so when I was getting back into my Dipset locks bag when I was playing, you know, saying playing the records, I was like, nigga, that's where he got that shit from. Okay, I fuck with it. But um. You know who I want to give a, give flowers to? Yeah. Shout out to Jada Kiss himself, personally. Jada Kiss yeah. is Jada Kiss in a versus is like Olympic mellow or like hoodie mellow or like you know what I'm saying like it, he just he like has a presence to just bully niggas into doing whatever he wants, right? And I just remember like he did that to Fab because I bet against Jada Kiss twice. I ain't been against Jada Kiss the third time and nothing. Jada Kiss could go against Drake, and I'm gonna say Jada wins just because at this point. So. He he bullied Fab into playing street records when we knew Fab was gonna have to win playing the, playing the girl records, and right. then he waited for Joel to say y'all niggas ain't got no hits for the ladies, and then dropped shit with Mariah Carey. Like shout out to Jada Kiss, and also Jada Kiss is one of the only niggas who was bought by choice, and that nigga has a whole hairline, and and I just I needed to understand that like that nigga was bald for like a decade. By choice, not by purpose, by choice, and then decided one day he's just gonna come out with a taper. Shit, wild to me. Man, some of us lost that choice at the age of 24, unfortunately. Listen, <laughs> so. the men in my family lose their hair literally by 25. So, good luck, kiddo. Good luck. Listen, that's part of the reason I'm growing my shit out now. I'm like, I, I gotta grow it out now before I ain't gonna be able to grow it out no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, enjoy it. Lock it up. Lock yeah. it up. 
enjoy the thick head of hair. Listen, I don't know if I got the head shape for locks. I ain't gonna hold you. Calvin, I would roast you from the rooter to the tooter if your my ass got locks. My head I too swear big, to right. God, you would never hear the end of that shit. Like when I got the certified lover girl haircut, I, I would sick, the way I you tore my shit. ass I up. I was sick of your shit. That was haircut was fire. I was just sick of your shit because I knew you were doing it to be petty. I was like, it was fire, but I'm just like, I know you're doing this for like a very not shit reason, so I'm sick of it. Ain't like, shit. But yeah, I, I know my, again, I know my strengths. My head shape ain't, ain't built for braids, locks. Anything that's going to really accentuate how big my head is, I need to stay away from. You feel what I'm saying? So that's why I'm just going to let it, you know what I'm saying, going to let, let the fro flourish. But I ain't, my head shape ain't built for locks, especially no starter locks, nigga. That shit look, would look crazy on me. Nigga. I ain't got it. Let's I just it. I, listen. Let's just play to our strengths, okay? <laughs> I would listen. I would. I would. I would. I would come out with locks, and then I would come out single, nigga. That's how bad it would be. She'd be like, "Uh, uh-uh, baby, we can't do this." <laughs> listen, she said, "I did not sign up for a nigga like this." Okay, why every time? But no. So my my boyfriend, my boyfriend. It's so funny to call him my boyfriend, but my man is currently he is bald. Okay, he's bald. He, the hair game left him high and dry years ago. He's been bald for quite some time. And he said, babe, how would you feel if I tried to, you know, start growing his back? I said, if you wanted me to leave, just say that. <laughs> like, like, you got to, you know what I'm saying? Some people, it's time to come home. Like, we, just because you keep trying to get this high top fade don't mean we can't tell that your size is That's literally the equivalent to growing broke. Like, if you wanted to be single without your bitch, you could have just asked. <laughs> Wait, going back to hair is like going broke? Hold on, nigga. That's nigga, wild. I want the nigga I met. I'm sorry. You're not the only one. It's not, we're not talking about gaining a little weight. I can deal with some weight gain. I can deal with weight fluctuation. You changing your hair is a wee decision. And I know that's very hypocritical because I will cut my hair off in a heartbeat. But the in niggas, a heartbeat, a diet fucking platinum blonde. <laughs> but the niggas who know me know that before they get with me that hair is very fleeting for me. I treat my hair like I, I change my hair like I change my mood. And I'm a Gemini rising. That shit changes daily. Like, I'm not, that shit gonna go. But men who date me know that. Bro, you look at my Instagram, you're like, this bitch gonna have hair down her ass tomorrow and fucking be as bald as Dennis Rodman two days later. You never know with me. I did not sign up for that shit. I feel you though, because one time I uh, shaved my beard off and <laughs> my girlfriend ain't talked to me for three weeks. Bro, I, <laughs> I was, was like, it ain't grow back. Don't worry. Ain't, ain't, ain't talk with you. Ain't talk to you until it grew back, huh? She was like, I, right. ain't, and like, I don't know talk. who this is, but uh, bye. No. <laughs> Women treat us so terrible. Uh, <laughs> Awful, bro. I'm dogging your ass. Ain't he know better. Unnecessary. Speaking of, speaking of treating people terribly, hey, this nigga Kanye really had, really made niggas pay twice for a rehearsal <laughs> and then decided <laughs> not to drop the album. <laughs> Listen, he been running around the Staples Center like the Phantom of the Opera. I am tired. Bro, selling merch too. Send a hundred dollar t shirts. <laughs> nigga, he in the suite of the Mercedes uh, Stadium in Atlanta. He, nigga, they got chicken tenders going for the fitty ball for Listen. an album that is still not. You know what's going to happen? You know what's happening right now, Alex? What's going on? Him and Drake are playing a game of chicken. <laughs> And I'm, they I'm, on each other. I'm, do- I'm so serious. Him and Drake are playing a game and shit. You'll see who's going to drop their album first. So the other person can drop right on top of that as like, as like to try to like squash their movement. Because they still haven't resolved that beef from, you know what I'm saying, back when we found out Drake had a kid. Can That's I be honest with sure. you? Can I be real with you? If I was Drake, 
I would hold out as long as I motherfucking could. I would hold out until niggas literally, because honestly, we're not going to forget that you owe us an album, Drake. We have not forgotten. We're not letting it go. You're not getting off the hook, my nigga. It is what it is, okay? However, because of the games that Kanye played, I would, I would literally sit on this album until this nigga couldn't sit no more. I would sit on it. I would not, I would not budge. Now, and the, probably that's just because I can be a very stubborn bitch when I want to be. Bro, I would not move. Kanye, listen, that album would have gray hairs on it before I would drop. Fuck that. The problem, though, is uh, Travis and Kendrick around the corner, too, so they got to make some space. That's, and that's the thing. Like, Do like, they? Listen, Travis around the corner, Kendrick around the corner, your queen is around the corner. Okay, sure. y'all know me. I got my coins put aside. Listen, your, queen, your queen actually talking to niggas in interviews now. She, so you know she around the corner. Yeah, that's how I know Beyonce finna drop. I'm like she's talking to niggas. So Let's like it's, it's at a certain point, so you don't you don't follow sports, Alex. But there's a there's a point guard named Dennis Schroeder. I'll <laughs> 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 explain why this is funny. So, this De- so Dennis Schroeder during the season, he plays for the Los Angeles Lakers, so the same team LeBron plays for, right? During the season, the Los Angeles Lakers offered the nigga a four-year, $84 million deal. So you, he, they offered him a, a bag, a, a bag, $20 more million a year to sign. For a mid player, a mid. He's mid. Is he single? No. But he about he, to be. <laughs> he about to be, because I'm going to explain why. So a mid player. So think the, think the, um, shit. Think the Tanache of point guards. Okay, come on now. Y'all gonna listen. <laughs> Leave her. Listen, tennis shoe does her motherfucking thing, okay? Or, 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 Stop. Because or, she's had a couple little bobs. You gonna leave Tanache out of this. That was unfair. Or, okay, so, or think about, um, hmm. Think the lost about, pussycat dolls. Think, so think about, remember, and he not even Fetty Wap, because Fetty Wap had a hot ass summer. He did. Um, he had a soul lock for think one about, So he think did. about, Jibs. Think about Jibs. Jibs. Oh no, this is why. No, that's not this is why. Chain hang low, Jibs. My oh damn, damn. King Kong Jibs. Like, you can hear me before you see. Oh my god. So Jibs had a whole two hits, right? He had I a one. How, I wonder how he's doing. He wonder how he doing too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Jibs had a whole two hits, right? So he not a one hit wonder because he had a second one. Honestly, Vern, you should play This Is Why I'm Hot at your next party and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> we, can put a requ- we, we can put a request on the podcast. We're not going to run up to you now. We're not going to do it. Now We're not going to do it. So I say that to say, Dennis Schroeder is a super mid, like mid-burger with cheese-ass player, got offered a bag, $21 million a year, turned it down because he felt like he was worth more. Excuse me? I mean, sometimes you got to call your shot. He called his shot. Yeah. And he missed. Because that, <laughs> that nigga played like a two-pack of ass in two the playoffs. pack of ass. Like, someone said, this is one of the funniest things in the world. Someone said, Dennis Schroeder, the worst nigga to come out of Germany. And someone said, like, wait a minute. I, what about Hitler? And someone said, like, Hitler ain't fuck with bronze legacy. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so when I tell you, a two-pack of ass. Like, he literally played like dog shit. And so now, instead of getting a, a, a contract worth $21 million a year for four years, he has signed a deal for $6 million a year for one year. Now, mind you, to the normal, everyday person, 
six million dollars to play basketball is still a lot of money. I'm not here to shit on the fact he's making six million dollars to play a game. But when twenty one million was on the table and you end up getting six, you play yourself. And so I say that to say, with Travis coming, Kendra coming, Beyonce coming, maybe Rihanna coming. Rihanna might probably gonna give us one more album before she really decided like I'm I'm out of here. One of the Drake and Kanye may fuck around and play themselves out here trying to wait after everyone. And then when you decide to drop, that's when the same day Beyonce decided to drop. And now everybody is shut the shit down. So, like, you're going to play this game of chicken and somebody going to blink. But, nigga, both of y'all niggas better get this shit out of here before Kendrick and Travis and, and Beyonce and, and some of these other heavy hitters or Silk Sonic. Hey, Silk Sonic, we still ain't forget about y'all niggas either. Y'all niggas in. They dropped the second single, the second single fire. Okay, I'm glad at least for a second because I don't know how many times we're going to leave the door open nigga flies are coming in. So, <laughs> Can I be honest? And I'm probably like the real, real, real minority. I'm going to have to listen to Skate Away a couple more times. Maybe I need to do a little booger sugar to understand where they're coming from. Probably. I don't know if I like this. That's, on, that's probably on the table. I will say this. I think Silk Sonic, I've always believed that their album is going to make their single sound better when yes. you hear it in yeah, the yeah, context. Yeah. But I'm going to be honest with you. Bruno Mars's projects are oh, have always been collections. Like, even his... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. This sinus, no, this sinus, Shut the fuck up, Burn. This fucking sinus infection has been whooping my ass, okay? So you, got but, that, you got the oop variant? I got <laughs> the oop variant. But, um, no, I just think that Bruno Mars has always made a beautiful collection of music. So I'm pretty sure like his singles have have always made, you're right, they've always made better since after you hear the album. So I am right. looking forward to that. And, and also the thing is, because Anderson Pac is a lot similar in that way too. Like his albums are like full albums. And the thing, I think people forget, nigga, the last Bruno Mars collection was 24 Magic, where I'm pretty sure every song Every song album, was a single. <laughs> every song on the album ended up platinum and triple platinum and a single by itself. Like so, like that nigga, like he he, all the four foot eleven and he, and he high on coke all the time. But that nigga make a hell of a music. I just want to say uh, before it comes out that I'm sure all these Kanye antics are because the album's about to be trash. You know what? Uh, I was getting ready to say the same thing. I think that album's going to be shit top. I, I disagree, and here's why. Okay. I feel like this the best albums, and this is shitty, are made out of heartbreak, are made out of some level of like. I hate like you. Dis, dis, um, but think about it. Like, 808s came out of came out of heartbreak. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy came out of heartbreak. Pablo didn't. Pablo did not. Thank you. I, I, I don't put Pablo on the same level, in my personal opinion. Oh man, I, you know what I'm saying? My, All right, but also, good. even even futures run, futures whole mixtape run came because. Out of heartbreak because he was hurt that, that, that he couldn't get his bitch back. So he made a five album run all Wait, about that. Mary Kanye J's best Kanye. albums. Mary J's best album was when she was heartbreak over that nigga in Jodeci. You know what I'm saying? Chucky Thompson. Oh my God. So I think, I think like it's really like heartbreak of certain things create the best albums. And I think what Kanye has gone through, some of, a lot of it being self inflicted. Like I'm not, I'm not putting the rose colored glasses on. Like a lot of the shit that he's gone through is because he did bullshit. I do, and I do think that Kanye coming into more of a DJ Khaled phase of his career. You where, think he's heartbroken over Kim? I think I he's heartbroken over over Kim. I think how's he heartbroken over a bitch? He's still fucking. 
I mean, it's it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. How I, are you heartbroken over a bit over pussy? You are clearly still fucking. Like I said, it is possible, <laughs> I'm a, and I'm gonna keep it at that. Because anyway, but I do believe he's heartbroken over the divorce of Kim. I do believe that he's also heartbroken. Are they divorced? Yeah, they filed for it. It's, it's filed. It's filed into like the California. Filed or are they divorced? Because I've also filed for divorce before. I, they are take... filed. I'm. I don't. I don't okay. think they. So All right. I'll keep it. Cute. I think. I think he's. I think he's heartbroken a little. I think he's also heartbroken over just his last four years of like self-inflicted mistakes. I think a lot of. I think he wasn't prepared for the backlash he got. For all of the shit that he did, and I think he internalized that, and then it's going to come out in the music. Niggas always got something to say when it's time for them to reap the consequences of their actions. You know what? That came from a very hurt place. <laughs> I'm gonna let y'all. Come. I'm gonna let y'all move on. I'm gonna let y'all move so, on. but I I do believe, and I also believe. I think one of the things that Kanye is the best at, if Kanye is pivoting more into his DJ Khaled career, where it's like. He's bringing people in and, and, and kind of placing them where he needs to be placed. And he's just kind of filling in the gaps with his own. Because, like, but like he had everybody on that motherfucking, you know what I'm saying? Jay-Z, Lil Baby, Fabio Forum was in there, motherfucking. Like, Fabio. You know what I'm saying? Movie. So it's just like, if, I, he's in, if, he, if, he, if he's in that phase of his, like, artistic career where he's, like, taking a step back and he's kind of, like, letting people do what they do best and filling in the gaps, I could see how this is going to be a good album. You know what I mean? I don't think he's ever going to get to the heights of his So am I wrong work. for questioning the authenticity of this? No, not at all. All right. I was just making sure I'm not tripping. Because I'm going to be real. Am I a Kanye West fan? Would I consider myself somebody who respects his art? I absolutely do. Am I disappointed in his actions? I absolutely am. Is it going to be hard for me to give him my money and my attention? A little bit, yeah. Because there's been no atonement, apology, or recognition for where you had niggas fucked up. But also, knowing Kanye West as the artist that he is, a lot of his apologies he puts in his music. Like, Can't Tell Me Nothing was an apology. So, I'm looking forward to it. Again, two things can be true at the same time. Are you right for thinking that this may be just like, the, the I'm trying to come back to Good Graces album? Absolutely, because that's what it is. But also, can the nigga in his I'm trying to come back to Good Graces album still give us very good music? Also very possible. Like those yeah. two things aren't mutually exclusive to me. No, and they're not. However, this is where we start getting into the gray area of separating the art from the artist. And how can one be true for one artist and not be true for the next without holding niggas accountable? Okay. Um I know a lot of people in my personal life, black people that voted for Trump, and I just look at them like dumbasses, but I feel him though. So I mean, that's not uh, enough for me to cancel, unfortunately. And I like I ain't gonna front like I ain't gonna front like I was at hurt when he when he when he when he went full MAGA. I ain't because Kanye was was my first favorite artist. Like Kyler's Dropout was one of the first um, CDs I bought with my own money. You know what I'm saying? Like so I was there, and like as, especially as coming up with someone who was a little bit more nerdy. Like I identify with Kanye West more than Fifty Cent because I was like Kanye was rapping about the shit I was I was actually living. Fifty Cent was about spinning the block and shooting niggas. I was not spinning the block and shooting niggas. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't, we wasn't doing we wasn't doing that in the mean streets of Middletown, Ohio. Niggas. Shut up, Calvin. We had to worry about crack addicts, but nigga, I wasn't the one shooting. Nigga, I was the one they you know what I mean. But Calvin so, was not in the drop busting you. He's okay. <laughs> 
nigga, I was not, nigga, I was the, I, I was the one giving alibis, like, yeah, he was with me, I don't, yeah, we, 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 we were studying the entire time, yes, yes, sir, anyway. You was the one, the one motherfucker, the big homies was like, stay in school, bro. Truly, like, this dead ass, you. dead ass, it's so up to you. serious. It's but up niggas, to you. Li- li- niggas would literally be like, when I, when I be hanging out with the niggas at, at, at certain spots, they was like, dude, what you doing here, nigga, like, come on, man, like. Like, um, like, like, literally was like, or, or, I had some, I had some people who legitimately sell drugs. They was like, like, all right, nigga, like, we about to go get active for real, for real. We don't, and we don't want you part of this because we know you. We finna like, drop you off. Yeah, there's like, a, there's, a, there's a J Cole song about this. Yeah, yeah, like, literally, it's like, hey, nigga, we about to get active, but we, we don't want, we don't want you part of this because you, you actually built for some shit. So we gonna take you home. All right, nigga. Like, and I was like. so i identified with yay more so 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 yay was like my first favorite artist and so when he did that shit yeah it hurt it hurt like crazy and also the when he was doing that shit the music wasn't good so it wasn't like so it wasn't even like i was trying to separate art from artists because i tried to listen to the yay album and and i'm like it's not good it's not good to me so i don't need to like force myself to like this music i don't like and also this nigga's out here doing bullshit and and for my line, my I have a personal line of like, what you know, what I'm saying like, once you start going into like active like violent, whether it's violent against violence against you know women or like certain certain things, I'm like R. Kelly was singing about fucking little girls, like yeah, you know that's what I mean? Like you, you, yes, I understand that. Like you know, what I'm saying like my you know, what I'm saying my ignition was hot and all this, but like he was literally singing about fucking little girls. I can, there's no separating art from your artist because he doesn't want you to. He was, you know what I'm saying? So that's, so for me, that's, that's where I'm like, nigga, your art is about how trash of a person you are. Versus, a, versus a, a someone true, like Kanye. True. Versus like someone like Kanye. Yes, you did some bullshit. You did a lot of bullshit. But your art was never about, you know what I'm saying, that bullshit. It was, it was, all, it was always about whatever else. It was never actively about the bullshit you were on. So, and, 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 and am I a hypocrite for that? Maybe I don't give a fuck. But that's maybe. my maybe. But that's my thing. I'm like, look, like niggas like R. Kelly were, were singing about fucking little girls. Niggas like Tory Lanez like made an entire album about his alleged relationship with Megan Thee Stallion as his response to the fact Megan said that you shot her. You know what I'm saying? Certain shit like that. I'm like. I can't get jiggy with this shit because not only are you a trash ass nigga, but now you're using your art to co-sign the fact you a trash ass nigga. Right. You trying you trying to profit off the trash. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, so for example, like, I don't seek out the Cosby show, but if a but if an episode of the Cosby show came on, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, you know what I'm saying? Because I understand that Cliff Huxtable is a fictional fucking character. And Bill Cosby is a garbage bag. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I understand that because I actually had men in my life, that, so I didn't have to be raised by TV fibers. So yeah, in the summation, these niggas need to have an album off, and may the best pussy win. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad for uh, the son of, of whoever Drake is fucking now because he like a he like a high school recruit. Bro, <laughs> oh my god! I'm dead serious. Like this nigga Drake is a is, is a psychopath. And here's why. So the nigga, the, so the, the woman he's dating, his Calvin, son. You're not going to see heaven, bro. <laughs> like you're not How am I not going to see heaven? Because I'm telling what, nigga, what Drake did. Bro, you're not seeing heaven. 
I am. I listen. I am entitled, my lord and savior. You ain't gonna speak that on me. I, I rebuke you. Anyway, this the nigga Drake, the the woman he was seen with, plays high school basketball with LeBron James' son. Oh my god! And she got a whammer too. <laughs> Drake clearly has a type. Clearly has a type. Clearly. I don't know because well, I mean, you know, Drake is like a regular nigga because his type definitely ain't his baby mom. No, his baby, his baby mom said too, and like she, she, the difference. Never mind, because she Alice already told me I'm not going to have. So I ain't gonna say what I thought I was about to say. But like Drake, baby mom thick too, and, and lighter in complexion. There's just a very noticeable difference. That's there it. are a lot of light skin thick bitches, bro. If you, you put a light skin thick bitch in a lineup, they all look like Nick Cannon, baby mama. Next. Bro, her, her face card the two of clubs <laughs> her face card the rush card back in the day you remember the rush card the baby pack card the baby pack card that's her face card her, her face card a food stamp Burns said her face card is the two of clubs Nigga, uh, oh shit. my god! Now nah, we just throw that. We just throw that off the deck. We just we just throw that off the deck. Like, leave, that, nah. leave that alone. Ooh. Her face card ain't got her. If her face card declines often, I don't talk about other people's kids. Next, next. Are we talking about kids? We talking about the mama, the adult. <laughs> exactly. They somebody's kid. Her face card got a five hundred dollar credit limit. Please go to hell. And a hundred dollar annual fee. <laughs> <laughs> got a twenty eight percent interest. Oh, I just wanted to be known for the record. I backed out of this conversation. Listen, man, I'm sure she's doing good though. She's a, she's a great person. She's doing great, bro. Like he, you, you heard Drake say he like I send I send her the heart emoji when I send the child support. You know what I'm saying? And that, and that child support heavy too. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> she is doing exhausted. Fine. Anyways, before before we uh, you know, what I'm saying wrap this up. I want to make sure we touch on one last topic. All right. You know they say August is the Sunday of the summer, right? Like it's, that's when it's kind of the last month of the summer. August is actually my favorite month of the summer. Well, that's because Kittle's born in August. Uh huh. So, in y'all opinion, so far, what is the song of the summer so far? So, listen, as a professional, I do want to say there's only one right answer here. Even okay. though the song came out in October 2020, and it okay. is "Essence" by Wiz Yes. Steve. Yes. I'd agree. Um, right behind Essence, I'm gonna be honest with you, just because like hands on my knees, shaking ass on my thought shit. There's no I've never seen there is no woman who hears that and does not immediately go up for it. Essence embodies the vibe of the summer that I think we wanted, right. but that shit honestly just gets the girlies. I'm here for a good bad bitch anthem, and that shit is just very much so like Megan came back popping her shit. And it's a good ass shaking anthem. It's a good feel good ass shaking anthem. From my perspective, I think Up gets a better uh, reaction, but I feel like you can uh, Up and Thought Shit and uh, WAP all those. Yeah. Uh, cause I would say because Up came out this year, right? Up. Yep. I see. I see the girlies in in your terminology, Alex. Cause they love they love rapping along to up. You know, they love. I see. I, we see motherfuckers doing the TikTok dance in the club. But that's also it. it. There's a TikTok component to that, so I think that's why up gets the gets the people going. Because I've even seen niggas hit the dance moves to up, which is I love watching niggas rap to like 
niggas who know the lyrics to pussy rap honestly have a very safe space in my heart. Like, yes, I love niggas who know they bad bitches. I love it. And I'll I'll be a little bit of a, con- a contrarian because I think we met, you know what I'm saying, we mentioned something that we ain't mentioned yet. I do think two things. Um, 42 Doug Maybach, I think it's up there yeah. as, as far as Sorrows of the Summer that we haven't yeah. already mentioned. And what else? Um, and I think the other Waukesha. thing. Waukesha's up there too. So, yeah. And I think the last. So, yeah, definitely. I would say Maybach uh, by 42 Doug, Waukesha. Real quick. By, by Money Y'all Bargello. sleeping on Bia. Whole lot of money is honestly the tip of the iceberg. Her mixtape, whatever she calls that shit, is a motherfucking banger. Between that, Skate, and Automatic, a banger. A banger. And yes, Automatic has a 42 Doug feature on it that goes stupid. So, yeah. Dope, oh, my God. And um, Doughboy. Yeah. Doughboy, like, yeah. man, Bia is up next. If she not up next, she up now. I'm, I'm so uh, happy that yeah. Bia got the Nicki feature because uh, she had a song with... Uh, Pharrell yeah. and Jay Balvin, like in 2016, I thought that was gonna blow up, and it didn't. Yeah, so. She got, she had a rust, she had a rust feature too. That, like, you know, what I'm saying uh, uh, that song's fire. The best yeah, song, is, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, I, and one final thing, as far as like my personal favorite, listen, yeah, Lemon Head by Tyler the Creator. It's short, but nigga, that entire song, I be out here like nigga, like especially again, my my ignorant nigga inside of me. You know what I'm saying, Paul? You know what I'm saying, Paul? I just fuck with 42 Doug. Like his album go crazy, his his features go crazy. Like he 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 is short little nigga, but I fuck with him. Rose Gold is Rose fire. Gold, Rose Gold is fire too. You know what I'm saying? And waste of time. Not gonna obviously, lie. the um, end of the summer. Um, as somebody who just kind of got into Tyler the Creator, yeah, I know I'm late to the part. We put a nigga best dressed. I'm I, I really do fuck with his latest project. I really do. Yeah. It's his most grown up, I would say, project because you know what I'm saying. Tyler Creator came from like shock rap. Like if you listen, yeah. if, if you listen to his old I Future stuff, like his old like stuff, like he came from like that shock rap, like that old school Eminem. I'm just gonna say whatever the right. fuck to like right. get a reaction type. And he's kind of, I appreciate the fact he's. You could tell he's grown out of that and and is trying to really like rap about who, what he does and who he is in real life. Like he even said like. I'm the first nigga to put a bike rack on a rose. I was like, I fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so I would say, there's a couple songs of summer. Like, you know, Drake's "What's Next" is almost out of the honorary mention, but like, it had, it had, it didn't stick in the same way. Some of it others, did not. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think, it, I think it's because yeah. we all like nigga, just give us an album. Yeah. It's oh, like, uh, her, um, her and damage. That, that's a ghost too. She put crack in that song, bro. She put crack in that song. Like, <laughs> honestly. That's my DJs, bring back, bring back the slow hour. Niggas ain't trying. Listen, I speak for niggas. At the end of it, at the end of the night, at I'm the end of the function, you, niggas ain't trying to burn, turn up. At the end of one of your sets, you played too deep by division. I'd probably end up pregnant on the dance floor. Oh yeah, I used to play that all the time uh, in our bar. Once again, like I said, if you come in on Saturday nights and I'm there, you get all R and B, all four hours. And it goes crazy. And I'm talking about uh, P and D. Oh my uh, God! Break for Toronto, Miguel. nigga. You know yeah. what? Toronto, I am yeah. actually due for a Columbus Options. weekend. I got to get through the month of August because um, August is kiddo month. Everybody knows that kiddo goes back to school actually on Thursday, and then he's got a birthday on the twenty fifth. So shout out to all the Virgos in my life. I love y'all. Hey, shout out! Shout out to kiddo man. Oh Middle God. school tea is messy, and I did I forgot how 
I forgot how messy middle school tea was until you so hear the name just like I love the like, fact that kiddo nigga. has yeah. like all these a lot of kiddos male mentors are still my friends like and I love that right so kiddo will confide in them and I love that like Calvin is one of his biggest safe spaces like shout out to Uncle Cal but last week I had an emergency and I needed Calvin to grab my kid because like. I had to run out of, I, when I tell you I had to run out of the house, I had to run out of my house. And I was in the middle of feeding my kid. And I was like, Calvin, I need you to go grab kiddo. He's like, oh, well, shit, I was on my way to dinner. I'll just, he could just come with me, ride out with me. I said, bet, thank you, appreciate you, right? So Uncle Calvin and kiddo end up going to the Eagle. Now, I guess kiddo claims that he's never had the Eagle. I don't know how that's possible because I, I'm there all the time. So I, I doubt that that's the truth, but whatever, right? <laughs> You know, kids don't he lie. He may not have remembered it was the eagle, but it was the eagle, right? Why black moms Because it is, nigga. You don't know what the fuck you, bro, you don't know what a lie is. You tell the story. You lying. So, Uncle Calvin saves the day. And him and Kiddo are having this crazy heart-to-heart. Calvin comes home, and he was just like, you ain't got nothing to worry about, except your boy likes white women. I said, okay. That we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. We are at that bridge, okay? Now he asking them crackers, and them now crackers. this motherfucker is asking me to buy flowers for the first day of school for his new little friend. That's the that's a girl. <laughs> you may not you bring your white wife, okay? <laughs> Listen, honestly, you, this is gonna sound fucked up, and I know it's gonna be fucked up. Sometimes we just got to do a little bit more to expose our young kids to like black beauty early, because even in 2021, the mainstream version of beauty is very, is very Eurocentric, very centered on white women. Honestly, Bring back I figured out this day. I, you, 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 you said, you said, you said that, listen, I'll go, listen, he need to see black women throwing ass. And 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 shaking ass and un- to understand that, like, nigga, you think this white woman is is top tier? She is not. Can't, man, man, I can't do that. So, and that mu- that I must be Jim because Jim don't say that like that. Kiddo is stumbling upon white girls because of what his interests are right now. He has not found his black girl nerd. So once he finds that. He'll be sold. And of course it's out there. Yeah, he there. just has to get exposed to it. And it's it's going to happen. It has to happen organically. But if I sit here and tell him, white women are bad, drugs are wrong, then he's going to absolutely not listen to what I have to say. He, yeah. And I, and honestly, it, and I don't want this for him. He's going to have to get his heart, his little heart a little bit broken. Yeah. He's going to have to get early. his heart. He got to get it out early. He got to get his little heart, little, like a little hurt early. That way, he can kind of like get that out of the system yeah, early. Back from it. I want one of the incels. Go ahead, Calvin. I'm sorry. The ins, the incels, and the nig cells, and the and the weird ass niggas now are the niggas who didn't get their heart broken until they was like 18, 19 years old for the first time, and they holding on to that hurt because right. because it, it, it takes time to recover from that. So if you but the niggas who are out here actively talking to women are the niggas who got their heart broken younger. And so now they had time to recover and heal from it while they're still in their formative years. And so now they're actually well-adjusted adults. 
So Kidder gonna have to get his heart broken a little bit early. Hell especially yeah. while he's one of these blue, blue eyed devils, so he That's can understand. Now before my where laptop dies, you know I would mean? like to end this on a positive note. But first I would like to thank our guest Burn. It's hard to call you a guest because we feel like if you've been on the show twice, you're family. So Oh yeah, you, 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 you know you what know what I'm you saying? Know you didn't even got to ask to open the refrigerator. The right, help yourself, okay? Just make right, sure you get your shoes off at the door, right? <laughs> Take your trash when you when you go. But so thank you for coming on and giving us some perspective about Orange Soda, the future of Orange Soda, and how you plan on keeping these transitions. Uh, transitions matter. Um, and the safety of black women matters. And thank you for making sure that as a change agent and as somebody who puts on for the culture, just making sure that you keep the environment safe for all of us. So we appreciate you. Absolutely, my brother. Appreciate you hitting me up. You know what I'm saying? Ask it, you know, saying you want to come on. We because we talked about it. You know what I'm saying? I always appreciate yeah. when 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 when, when, sure. when a plan oh, comes together. So, so Calvin, sure. I would you, actually bro. like to end this on Not a positive too. note this week. You, you, the floor is yours, sis. Oh, I... you can't ask the floor. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, Ali's laptop died in the middle of her uh, positive <laughs> statement. Um, so I'll take this and I hope she doesn't mind. Um, again, we want to thank Byron for coming through. We want to thank everyone who's listened to us. We want to thank everyone who's continued to rock with us over the last 18 months. You know what I'm saying? It's the, the struggle that we have, that we have done and, and, and overcome with. So we want to thank y'all for that. Um, we want to thank y'all for, you know what I'm saying, continue to rock with us. As we continue to go forward and go further um, as a podcast and as a people, um, we we devote energy to the positive. We devote energy to the things that's gonna make us better, and we gonna and we gonna keep that at that. And if, and and if it ain't making us better, if it ain't making us happy, we ain't got no motherfucking time for it. You know what I'm saying? So it's your boy, it's your boy C Diddy. We are signing off. Peace.